And time, of course, for this week's Letter to Hong Kong, which comes from legislator Alex Mack, the Hong Kong Federation of Trade Unions she, she represents. The following programme is a personal view programme. Dear Mr. Kang, 24 years ago, I was a fresh graduate. Full of hope, I declared to make this world a better place. In this city full of opportunities called Hong Kong, I started first as a district councillor. Eventually, I got my foot into the top lawmaking body through direct election. Young, ambitious, and perhaps a bit naive, I believed in doing our best and success will come along. I was wrong. There was no hard and fast rule to success. How I wish you, as a caring father, could tell your son that the way to success is as plain as a nose on our face. For there are so many people out there who try so hard to get there but in vain. It's not because they are not smart enough. It's not because they didn't try hard enough. It's simply because they don't share the same language or color of skin as the majority does. We call them ethnic minority. This group counts close to 263,000 people in Hong Kong in 2016. It takes more than 26 Hong Kong coliseums to house our non-Chinese citizens. South Asians alone account for about a quarter of this community, which are 61,000. Who will say their needs can be ignored? But let's just focus on Hong Kong, the city for the moment. Hong Kong used to boast itself as Asia's world city. We strived from a small fishing village 200 years ago into a modern city. The economic takeoff in the 80s was attributable to the influx of immigrants and capital from mainland China in the 60s. This would not be possible without the support of a strong and skilled workforce from the north. Striding into 2020, our government is advocating the economic belt and road round South Asia by the sea. And yet, are we really ready to live up to this challenge? It looks like it's not only immoral, but also uneconomical to set aside these minorities. Are we ignoring these people? Judging from the attitude of various government bodies, the answer is, I'm afraid, yes. Here's an account. In the past few months, we've been pouring for ethnic minorities' service usage and complaint statistics from public institutions. We asked the hospital authority, the labor department, and the social welfare department. There was no answer. When we asked why we could not get the data, we got funny replies such as, we just don't keep these statistics. The nature of questions we asked was no rocket science. We asked for simple statistics of people in ethnic minorities who used hospital service in the past five years, who filed a complaint against employer for failed paychecks, who applied for social welfare benefits. The fact that we did not get the data forced us to believe that there is a fundamental flaw in attitude, ignorance and neglect. By ignoring and neglecting the needs of ethnic minorities, 
We are not only shutting out our own citizens who are entitled to enjoy rights and bear responsibilities, just the same as any other permanent residents in Hong Kong. We are also depriving these people's opportunities to contribute to a better society. And guess who will ultimately be the victim? Our society. So a thorough ethnic minority needs assessment is in need to make that change. Think of your son's case, a concrete case of miserable public service. Your son was denied subsidies for medication expense, not because he was not entitled. It was ridiculous because no one can communicate to him in his language about his rights, because he can't speak Chinese or English. When we step in to help him out with the application, how more ridiculous to find out that he did not get a renewal upon expiry? Again, because of the same reason. This points to another critical issue which our government has failed to address to date. That is translation service. Again, the numbers are missing. We don't know the base number of translation service upon which we can assess whether needs have been adequately met. Furthermore, hospital translators earned minimal wages have to run around between hospitals leading to low efficiency and delayed treatments. Some hospitals even ask non-English-speaking minority to fill in English application forms before arranging a translator. A lack of coordination between government departments for frontline translation staff only makes the case worse. Upward mobility of ethnic minority was also compromised. Those learning English as a second language to do translation work earn as low as around $240 per hour, just about the movie price for a couple. This is compared to professional Chinese and English translation charge, talking about thousands in hourly rate. To resolve this unfairness and support our minority to become useful members of our society, we must stop ignoring their needs. Let's face it and deal with it together. Recently, I've met with various interest groups and followed up with government departments to discuss measures to improve the situation. In early this year, we've already made impressive progress. First, the housing department has agreed to compile a list of application forms for public housing application in six ethnic minority languages. Second, the Student Finance Office will prepare a list of student funding applications for six ethnic minority languages. Third, through the pilot scheme, the government will hire employment assistants fluent in ethnic minority languages at the West Kowloon Employment Centre to enhance employment support for ethnic minority job seekers. More importantly, we are developing Hong Kong Federation of Trade Unions support for ethnic minority policy. This will be a holistic literature covering a full range of matters of concern to the ethnic minority, from education, housing, employment, healthcare, social welfare to multicultural policies. We are set to continue the promotion of the rights and interests of ethnic minorities. I hope that in a lot too distant future, your next generation can enjoy fair and equal opportunities in our society. He or she will 
just like me in my twenties. Thrive and believe that we can all make this world a better place for us. Hand in there, we are with you, Alice.